Hello Super Johnny, hello Super Trevor, it's me, Mario, woohoo, mamma mia, you guys, you number one, woohoo, see you in my games, aha. Scientist Trevor, I finally can't take it anymore. Me either, I've had enough. Me too. After all these years of being nothing but dedicated scientists, trying to make the world a better place, we get blamed for all this destruction that we may or may not have caused ourselves. Why should we be forced to take responsibility for our actions every time we goof up? That's ridiculous. It's, it's a new decade. We shouldn't have to do that. So I'm tired of it. I'm going to run this by you, and you tell me what you think, okay? Instead of helping the world, let's take over the world. I like it. Me and you, going to the top of the world. We're going to be the president of every nation, the king of every empire, the, the dictator of every dictatorship. Okay, I'm liking where you're going, but I have an idea to add to this. Okay. Everything you're saying sounds awesome, but it also sounds like a lot of work. You got a good point there. We are lazy. And so instead of doing this ourselves, how about we make a creation to do it for us? Okay, I'm I'm, I'm on board so far. What do you I mean? I have an idea. Okay. It's two laboratory mice. Their genes have been spliced. Okay, this sounds weird and strangely familiar. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to name them... Uh, Winky and the Strain. Okay. And, um, that's a terrible name. <laughs> and and they're going to take over the world for us. But, are they, do you mean with us or for us? What if they take over the world and then just kind of cut us out of the deal? Uh, we'll make sure to hold their cheese ransom so they have to help us. Okay, that's a good idea. How long is it going to take us to do this? Well, I've got two mice in this cage over here and I've spliced their genes already. Oh, well, that's convenient. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You see, there's this one pair of genes and they're sharing them. Oh, Okay, yep. so one leg at each leg? Yep, okay. they've been spliced. That's how that works, right? I think so. Scientist school didn't really work out for me. You yeah, know? me either. But, <laughs> Scientist so, school was a terrible place. So do you want to open up this cage and see if we can talk to them? Okay, this is a mighty huge cage for these. All right, here we go. Open it up. Oh, there we go. That's a strong... Whoa. They're, they're just mice. Yeah, they're just mice. But they're, we're, we're going to train them to take over the world. Okay, uh, Mr. Strain. Uh, look. Can they understand the English language, you think? They've been spliced, yeah. Okay, well, let me try. Mr. Strain, would you help us in taking over the world? Wait a minute. He's he's motioning for me to get a little closer. I want to lean in a little bit. Yes? Is that a little drool coming from his mouth? His eyes look kind of wild, so. Johnny. His eyes look Trevor, just shut up for a second. I'm trying to do this. I don't know if this is a good idea. Trevor, would you just shut up? I'm going to get as close to his face as I possibly can. I wouldn't. Trevor, you say one more word. So help me. I'm going to get as close to this mouse's face so I can feel its breath on my neck. Let's go. Hey, what? Hey, hey, get off of me. What are you doing? Ah, Trevor! Trevor! Oh, no. Get him off! He's going to go, 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 I just can't take a life without Johnny. I'm gonna put my head in this cage. Oh! 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 Stop! Ah! It's retro. Blast!
terrible, terrible skit. Get worse every time. Just so you know, I had a, an idea, but you kind of ended it for us. I always end this. <laughs> but the idea was we were going to say Richard Bliss as a couple of ghosts. Oh, <laughs> we uh, could have done that. So that way we're technically technically still around. Anyway, welcome to a brand new episode of. Uh, I'm always self conscious of how we say this now. Retro Bliss. Thanks yeah. for joining us. Uh, this is your only podcast that comes to you live from the Shire, starring uh, two podcasters. Uh, one of which is uh, just on the brink of sadness and despair and just constant uh, crippling bouts of loneliness. And the other one's Trevor. And we're. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know which one else you're talking about. <laughs> so thanks for joining us. Uh, and a big shout out to uh, the two fans that we have in Australia, our new favorite continent. <laughs> we're going to ride on this as long as we can yeah, until they quit right. listening. Yeah. We want to make it three, <laughs> three fans. We're from Australia, and you want to be our third Australian fan. Yeah. Hey, uh, give us a line. Is that how you say that? I don't know what they say there. Go on Facebook and like Retro Blist, or go on Instagram and follow Retro Blist. Yes. And let us know what you think. There we go. We got our quick plugs out of the way already. Yeah. And hey, check out the network at BICBP-radio.com. Now we don't have to do this again. Right. That's great. Oh, my art's at johnnyisman 28 on Instagram. Now, Trevor, <clears throat> we've had a rough go of it here lately when it comes to our show. <laughs> and just in our lives in general. I recently hurt my ankle when I was laying in bed somehow. Uh, and you've had experience with steps. I, yeah, I don't think I've told this on the show. I don't know why not. Yeah, it's, it's a perfect retro blitz story. Yeah. <laughs> Since we've not had a gout update recently, I thought I'd, right. I would share this. So it's been a few weeks ago now. Um, there's stairs in uh, my wife and I's new house here. And... Um, they're carpeted steps, and they're not that steep. They're just steps. And I was walking up them, and when I came down them, I remember thinking, I'm going to hold this handrail because, I don't know, I'm just kind of clumsy. I wasn't doing anything. I was just walking. I was actually focusing on walking down the steps. I wasn't texting and walking. <laughs> I had one hand over towards the rail just because I don't want to break my neck. Yeah. And guess what? I'm like the second step at the top. I slip and fell and slid butt first, hitting my tailbone on every single step all the way to the bottom, making howls and cries and terrible sounds that nobody should have to hear. That's right. And um, and then when I got up, uh, my wife laughed at me. So that literally sounds like a cartoon, doesn't it? Yes. Which brings us to what we played today. Yep. I'm happy and ecstatic to announce that we played a game that was not Bubsy. Let's quit hitting the desk. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is how I use my hands uh, when I no. talk. Oh, take this. People who listen on their headphones. Look, it's, so, it's crazy there. I, I'm sorry for that. That's going to sound terrible. Yep, but they're going to deal with it because we're a couple of uh, b-holes. <laughs> so, did you say Animaniacs? Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, uh, Animaniacs. We played Animaniacs for the Sega Genesis. When did it come out? 1994. Okay. Uh, it's... Let's just go ahead and get this out of the bag. Much better than Bubsy 3D. <laughs> so we've had a string of rough games. Yes. Mostly with Bubsy in the title. That's right. We've we've literally given a Bubsy way more press than he's ever gotten before. We've spent three hours of our lives talking about Bubsy now. Yeah, and several more <laughs> playing Bubsy. And we're still talking about him now. Yeah, he's ruined us. <laughs> he won't get so out yeah, of my head. We just, I see him when I close my eyes at night. <laughs> We decided to pick a game we don't have much experience with, but we just thought maybe would at least be higher quality than Bubsy. Yes. 
And let's just go ahead and say it first. What is your history with the show Animaniacs? Um, I remember really enjoying Anima- Animaniacs. Animaniacs. There's any to the max. To the max. My favorite parts were probably not actually the three main characters, Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. My favorite parts were Pinky and the Brain. Yes. They're Pinky and the... And uh, the good feathers. Yes, yes. And that's really what I remember most, to be honest. But I remember really enjoying this show. I, I love this show as a kid. And like you said, Pink and the Brain, which got their own spinoff. Yeah. That was a great show, too. I also enjoyed, I can't remember the dog's name, but it's with the dog with the little kid. Was it Buttons? I think the dog was Buttons. But, the, but he was always getting in trouble despite the fact that he literally saved that kid's life every episode. Oh, yeah. Numerous occasions, by the way. And he got treated like crap. Yeah, he was always just trying to help, and everybody assumed he was doing yeah. bad or something. Yeah, it always made me so mad. I felt bad for that dog. And the Yakko, Wacko, and Dot themselves, they were sort of the stars of the show, and I think they were always sort of getting mixed up in movies and, yeah. and TV shows and stuff. Yeah. Well, this show was a Steven Spielberg production. Yeah. He wanted to get into animation. It's a Warner Brothers type thing, if I'm thinking right, which Brothers, is where yeah. your uh, Bugs Bunnies and the such came from. Mm-hmm. It's It's sort of like... If you take the Looney Tunes shorts, but you kind of made them up to date, I yeah. guess is the best way to put it. That's what it's closest to, I think. Yeah. And with, because each episode is a little shorts, but growing up, I watched these all the time. Yeah, we really did love them. And the Pinky and the Brain was our favorite. And I think once that became its own show, yeah. we watched that even more. But I think what really stands out the most about this show is there's a lot of jokes that are, I don't know if they're really risque, but they definitely fly over kids' heads. Well, there's a lot of references to a lot of your pop culture, and this game continues that, Right. that if you were not hip to that or know what it was talking about, there would be jokes that would go over your head, for sure. And I was reading a stat when I was looking up research on the show. It actually was one of the... It had, out of when it came to like uh, animated shows in the 90s, it had one of the highest uh, percentages of adults watching it than any huh. of the other ones. That makes sense, because it does kind of have that Looney Tunes feel, and... People grown up who probably watched Looney Tunes, yeah, and kind of probably appreciated it for that. Well, this had a lot going for it. I mean, it had that. The animation was great, and the characters had great designs to them. The humor was still stands up today, honestly. Because I watched, because I think they're on Netflix now, and I watched some recently. I wanted to go back and watch some, but I didn't, so I don't know how it holds up for me. It, the ones that I saw still held up pretty well, much Good. better than like uh, Ninja Turtles or something like that. I've heard the show was divisive, though. I'm not sure why, because I just my memories are as a kid, yeah, or as a kid slash teenager i don't know why the show's divisive i guess some people don't like the self-referential humor and stuff the no, they don't listen they don't listen to this show apparently not, that yeah. much. Uh, but also had spielberg behind it that's a big machine right there yeah. especially in the 90s i mean 94 uh, that's when this came out right the game yeah uh yeah so i mean this is on the like 93 was jurassic park which mm-hmm. to me is like the height of spielberg movies that's when he's really hitting his stride yeah and he's a household name by that time. So this show had everything going for it. And of course, in the 90s, when you had a, a popular show, mm-hmm. especially a cartoon, you were going to get a video game. But one of the things that gives some preliminary hope with this one is that it's made by Konami. Yes, that's a big deal for us. So Konami, when you think about it, I mean, probably after Nintendo and Sega, and then it's a toss-up. you got like Capcom, Konami. I mean, they're big for us. Yes. Because, I mean, for most games... Oh, there I go. <laughs> right on the mic. Perfect. <laughs> Sorry. For most gamers, Konami's a big deal anyways. Because yes. you got your Castlevania. 
your Contra, Metal Gear Solid, the Metal Gear series. Um, and you got all those amazing games. And then for us, the whole Ninja Turtles yes. beat em up franchise. Big t- that's a big one for which us. Which we talk about constantly. Yeah. It was totally a Konami thing. Yeah. So Konami's huge for us. And during this era, that the 90s, late 80s and the 90s, they were just awesome. So this is 94, like we said. And I want to mention up front, we're playing the Sega Genesis version. And it is a very different game than the Super Nintendo one. Right. Which makes me very curious. I want to play the uh, the Super Nintendo one now. I do too. We're due to cover the Super Nintendo games. I wish I had it. But this is the one that we both had, actually. Yeah, we both have this game, but so, we both have the Genesis version. Right. So this is what we're playing. <laughs> yes, this is what you get. <laughs> uh, and apparently the Game Boy version was much closer to the Genesis version, oddly enough. Huh. But, so, do you want to just get into the game? Let's talk about how it looks first. All right. Because that's what released... Uh, struck out to me. Struck out? Is that the right way? Nope. Yep. That sounds terrible. That's what really set it apart to me. Uh, as soon Should as I... you turn to song, it's it just looks like a cartoon come to life to me. Right. And that that's the theme of it. I guess we could say that. Is it's you're literally supposed to be going in these different yeah. movie sets as cartoons and finding props so you can make your own store. <laughs> if you're trying to set up a hip hop store. No, a pop cultural store. A hip hop. Is that what they like called it? Hip hop? And he means hip as in like it's a hip, hip thing. Right. But you're it almost sounds like you're trying to sound hip hop. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. So yeah, so you're going through these levels trying to collect these memorabilia pieces. Yeah. And so why yeah, it looks like a cartoon. So let's just talk about the yeah, it looks like a cartoon. The colors are, are amazing. I'm gonna point out real quick, I told you this. I, at my house, have this game, too, but I do not have, like, a, a TV that this was meant for. I got a HD TV because I'm a normal person in this year that we're listening to this now, mm-hmm. and it doesn't look that great on there, I was telling you. Mm-hmm. But the, as soon as we booted it up in here, it, I was like, oh, man, I forgot how great this game looks. It looks really, really good. It goes to show, yeah, how much these games were made for the TVs of the time. Yeah. Uh, it's a very colorful game. Um I watched some video of the Super Nintendo one, and I gotta say, the Super Nintendo one looks even more like the cartoon. I saw, yeah, I, I saw a short video of that too. It looks even more uh, like it's got a lot more color to it, right. even, which is saying something because this one looks pretty amazing. It does, and I think uh, the the characters they nailed the animation on the characters is great. Speaking of, I'm looking at the back of the actual box right now. Have you ever noticed, especially on Genesis boxes, they just ne- a lot of times they didn't look as good in the screenshots on the back of the box, like they look washed out. Yes. I think it's the technology of the time that took the pictures. Yes. I, I'm with you. Either yeah. that or when they were printing it, the colors just didn't pop right. as much as they should have. Because it's, it's a much more because colorful game. I'm looking at these screenshots, too, and when you actually had the game up, it looks much, much better on the game. Yeah. So that's not doing it near the justice that it should. But yeah, Yakko, Wacko, and Dot um, all have unique animations, and we'll get into their moves when we talk about gameplay. But the the levels, I guess we can say there's, there's really five levels. Um... And they all look different. They all have cool details. Yes, they're all got specific themes to them. Yeah. They're all, each one's based on a movie franchise type or uh, genre, as we like to say, mm-hmm. that you will automatically pick up because they did not make the mistake of picking some run-of-the-mill ones. They picked some big ones that they knew would stay yeah. around forever. Like, one's obviously Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Another one's Westerns. Uh, another one is Indiana Jones. So they knew what they were doing. Right. They were picking ones that they knew they could make references to that would still hold up to to this day, honestly. They yeah. hold up today. So, And what I like is the little charming things they add they didn't need to. Like, for example, the jungle level, which is the Indiana Jones level. It's not just a jungle. There's also, like, 
there's mechanical dinosaurs roaming around because it's supposed <laughs> to be a movie set. Yeah. So if you think about it, when this game came out, that's probably Jurassic Park. Right. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly, there's cameras everywhere too. Yeah. So you're constantly reminded that you are still on a movie set, which is kind of neat. Yeah. And also at the at the beginning of the game, you can actually pick which level you start first. Yeah. Of the first four. Yeah. So the way the game's um, so it's sort of Mega Man ish in a way. Yeah. And I guess that's moving into gameplay, but that's fine. The, no, let's go ahead and do that. Because I think we talked enough. The game looks great. It holds yeah. up to this day. So I would say it's not it's not at the very top of Konami games on Genesis, but it's near the top of licensed platformers for sure. Yes. Graphics wise. Um I would still put it below Ninja Turtles, but it's still up there for me. And I was thinking Rocket Knight Adventures, which is a game I totally want to cover on the show. Because yeah. I don't know if you played that. A long time ago. But it's it doesn't look as good as that game either. But it still looks good. But yeah, the setup is like the first level is not really a level because you can't get hurt. You just jump out of the water tower. The first level is designed to get you used to what the game can do, right? Because here's how the game's set up: you play as Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. That's the three main characters, and each one of them has a special ability. This is a one-player game. That's important to say. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can switch between these characters at any time. And you will have to do this because there's different puzzles going mm-hmm. on through this in game. It's a pla- it's a puzzle platformer. It's the best way to put this, yeah. right? And each one can do different things, so you'll need them for different uh, objectives or different things you need to get to. Mm-hmm. So, so Yakko, uh, he has his paddle ball, which is your basic attack. Yeah, and he can also push heavy objects. Yeah, I guess he's the strong one. I guess is right. the best way to put it. Wacko has the mallet that can blow things up. And to me, he seemed the most useful overall. You use him the most. Yeah. You really do. And then. Dot, to be honest, I don't know if this would have... I mean, I guess it fits the show, but she blows a heart out and makes people go gaga or whatever. No, it's kind of her character, though, right. on the show. She was a love... She always made sure you knew that she thought she was cute. Yeah, so it makes And she sense. was, so that's what her character was in this. Right, and so she feels the least useful, but you absolutely have to use her to get yeah. past certain parts. So like Johnny said, it's, it's a little different. It, at first, it feels just like a platformer, and it is for sure. But, for example, there's certain parts you just can't get past till you figure out which order to pull and push the blocks, um, which blocks to, to, to knock with the mallet with Wacko. Um, you have to make certain people, you know, turn into the googly eyes with, with Dot. Yeah. And you just can't progress till you figure it out sometimes. And I think that makes this game stand out. But it also might be one of my bigger nitpicks because the puzzles are never complicated, but I don't think they always make sense. Sometimes I feel like it's a little nonsensical. Like, oh, okay, that makes sense once you know how to do it, but it's almost just trial and error. I kind of see what I kind of see what you're saying. A lot of the times, the puzzles were more of a like they were trying to make them very much a puzzle. Does that make sense? Like yeah. they went out of the way to make it confusing. Sometimes it felt, yeah, and they should have just made it a little simpler. However, that being said, it's still to me. And again, we played some terrible platformers yeah. here recently. This one is well above those when it comes to level design. Oh, yeah. When it comes to the puzzles, even though they do get, like you said, a few of them are kind of fun. Oh, yeah. Overall. Uh, overall, overall, it works. Yeah, overall it works. But there are a few times, like you said, where we had to look things up to know how to progress because we were getting confused. Yeah. And, and I'm kind of kind of stressed out. <laughs> and it's not like Legend of Zelda puzzles where you got like, like no. a big room that's a big puzzle. It's just little, usually. Yeah. But sometimes you're like, or, oh, here's an example. There's this one part where you're supposed to sort of it's a, it's a, what do you call it? Not an escalator, a, like a belt, like a treadmill. Yes. And you're running on it. And all you're supposed to do is fall straight down into the right. 
which sounds stupidly simple, but you were trying it and dying over and over because you were going on on past it. Yeah, the level How is, would you know that unless you The level is it? set up where if you're just looking at it, you're going to go left because there's a lot of stuff out right. left. And you go get all that stuff and you come back and you don't know how to get back across to where you need to go. Right, so you almost are just stuck until yeah. you... It's just trial and error, I guess. Yeah. Which isn't bad, but... A know. lot of games use that. To be fair, I'll, I'll compare it to Sonic the Hedgehog yeah. in that manner, which I love Sonic. But the first time you play it can be very frustrating yeah. and, because it's very much a trial and error at times. I was thinking, though, without the internet, without easy access to, at our fingertips, I think there's some parts we would have got stuck at for a long, long time in this game. As I agree. kids especially. I agree. But that's okay. now, not just and now, kids. yeah, yeah. But that's okay because, to be honest, there's only really five levels, and you need some replay value. You don't want to beat it the first time. They are long levels. They're they are, kind yeah. of breaking up into scenes. Each level is, yeah, and that helps it quite a bit. It's not just like five really short levels. Each level could have been cut in half, really. Yeah, yeah. So that that is, yeah, that I think that's cool because, um, like for example, in the western level, you start off on the ground, um, jumping on back of horses and stuff. And eventually you end up on a train. That could almost be two separate levels. Yeah. But it's cool how the levels change as you go. Yes. Oh, the jungle level. That one, in some ways, that might have been my favorite. Because if you think about it, you start off just on foot in the jungle. Right on the back of this AT-AT looking thing. Yeah. Uh, and then you end up in a boat. And then you end up in a mine cart. Actually, that was really frustrating. <laughs> but a lot happens in that one level. Yeah. But it's cool that there's that much variety in right. it. Right. Yeah. So... I think they did a good job of... I mean, you compare this to Bubsy 2, especially. Oh, it's night and day. <laughs> the repetitiveness of that game was just kind of brutal. Yeah. This one almost avoids that, I think. Now, to be fair, this game is very difficult, like you said. It's very frustrating. But I was telling you, I never once felt the, it, I was dying because the game was designed terribly. Yeah. I always felt it because I couldn't do what the game was wanting me to do. Yeah, I don't think like it's, it's like super unfair difficult like some games we played. Right. I think it's just some trial and error. Era. Era. Trial era. and error. That works. Yes. I like it. Um, <laughs> Nobody listens to the show for words of being pronounced that's right. That's true. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I guess my favorite part about the gameplay, though, is the way you have to think ahead. Like, I'll just go back to that thing when you're walking on the back of the AT-AT. Because this level is obviously copying. Well, this was the jungle level, but obviously it's supposed to look like the AT-AT from Star Wars. Yeah. And you got to whack it on the head with Wacko's mallet to duck under certain things. But it doesn't spell it out for you. It's kind of cool that you have to actually yeah. figure that out yourself. Yes. So that's just one example. I don't want to spoil all the little puzzles. but Right, yeah. So that, that's one of the things. Overall, I think the puzzles kind of work. They make you figure it out. The it, pushing block puzzles are the ones I felt like went a little too much sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but in all fairness, like we said, these puzzles, I think are some of the best in a platformer I've seen, honestly. Yeah, it really could have been ruined by this. They didn't do it yeah. pretty good. And it definitely didn't ruin it for me. No, no, no. They just get frustrating. And it, yeah, it does make the game stand apart. Um, other than that, as far as the gameplay, I think the controls felt solid. Like, this isn't trying to be Mario. You're not super nimble. But it's not sloppy either. It's just right. a little more... I mean, you're pretty nimble, but it's a little more paced than, say, your Mario's. Yeah, you, you can definitely tell a... Um, man, you can definitely tell that a more competent studio worked on this game. Yeah. <laughs> and I hate to put down the previous game so much, but the controls on it were so bad that this one felt <laughs> like it was sent from heavens above. Specifically, you're talking about Bubsy 3D? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
like the controls seemed responsive. <laughs> We're more responsive after eating a Chinese buffet than Bubsy 3D. <laughs> yeah, which is saying a lot because yeah. I'm usually in a coma. So right. I guess let's get to the sound and the music then. Okay. Again, head and shoulders better than what we've heard here lately. Yeah. It's almost hard to judge it. Um, the opening thing is just a... For that reason. <laughs> the opening thing is the opening thing from a show just in 16-bit. Which is really... And I love it. I've been humming it all, all yeah. day as we've yeah. been playing this. Yeah. And I love da, it. Da, 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 da. And then the Pink and the Brain theme's in there, too, in 16-bit. And I just love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so the music's going to get thumbs up for me. Yeah. The music was really good. I mean, compared to the pantheon of Genesis platformers, it's excellent. Yeah. Compared to Konami games, it's probably somewhere in the middle yeah. of Konami games. That's fair. You know, because Konami had great music in a lot of the Genesis games. But I was telling you, if... If I were to go through and make like a, a mixtape of, that's really dating us, yeah. a mixtape of uh, 16-bit to 8, 8-bit to 16-bit uh, songs that I liked a lot, mm-hmm. I would probably put a couple of these from this game on there. Yeah, uh, the, mu- the music in the uh, in the horror type level, in the in the scary level, Yeah, I liked almost all that music. It was pretty great. It was, yeah. And that was none of that was from the show that I remember. That was just music yeah. made for the game for that level. Yeah, the original music, is it never gets annoying. It's It fits the level. <laughs> Unlike Bubsy 3D, which we're going to go back to for a while now, <laughs> yeah. it fits what you're doing. Yeah, it, it adds excitement instead of taking away excitement, which yeah. is all you want from a game soundtrack. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's right. Bless you, yeah. sir. Just, next time you sneeze, just right on the mic if you're getting okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, we're going to go for most annoying episode ever. This is a four star episode. So just to break the fourth wall again, we decided to eat. <laughs> at, we played the game. And our plan was to record as soon as we played the game. Yes. But we were both kind of feeling lightheaded because we were hungry. <laughs> so we decided it would probably make for a better episode to eat and then record. Yeah. But there's still consequences because we're a little loopy after we Yes, eat. that's true. So. Yeah. And then the, the fortunes we got from our fortune cookies did not help us. Oh, any. yeah. They were depressing. Yeah. They both said that we're the end is coming. <laughs> yeah. Yours literally said, the, the do you want me to read them? Yeah. The end is near. I'm going to read our fortune cookies after we <laughs> ate this Chinese food. So mine said... All men should try to learn before they die what they are running from and to and why. And then Johnny's just said, all things have an end. <laughs> like, well, that's pretty brutally honest there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. This is the last episode of Retro Blist. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah, because all things have an end. Yep. But the music, very, very solid to even borderline great. I would say it's, I would call it good. To very oh, good, good for sure, yeah. Good to very good for me, personally. Easily good. Yeah, very good, I would say. Okay. Uh, so, do you want to do final scores now? Is there anything, anything else you want to say before we get there? I guess not. Um, I guess the fact that there are five levels. By the way, Trevor <laughs> got me a bottle of water as we started this, and it's frozen solid, so I got nothing out of that. <laughs> yeah, we got nothing to drink. <laughs> I would say the fact that there are five levels is a little disappointing. Yeah. <clears throat> Even though they're long levels, it still feels a little short. Konami, though, to be honest, they were always quality over quantity with the platformers. That's true. Because even the Turtles game on Genesis is like five levels. Well, let's let's compare this to uh, the Bubsy games, which had a lot of levels usually. Oh, yeah. But they just weren't that great overall. I would much rather have this. Yeah. See, I would I would too. rather have five great levels than 20 ugh, levels. Yeah, I agree completely. Uh, do you want me to go first on this? Uh, sure. Okay. Now, this game for me is just a f- just fresh air being wafted into the room compared <laughs> to what we've been dealing with. 
It's head and shoulders better than the past few games we played by far. I, <clears throat> I've loved Animaniacs forever, so I'm trying to take that out of it. Yeah. <laughs> and just base it on the game. I was frustrated quite a bit, but this was a game that was good enough to the fact that I wanted to see all that it had to offer. Yeah. I wanted to see all the levels and what they look like, what all you got to do, uh, all the little references that it was throwing out there. I wanted to see all that. And that's a testament to it being a good game. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say, and this is, I liked it. The game looks great. It still plays great. It's just frustrating and hard. And it is a one player game. But that, in this case, it really doesn't hurt it too bad that no. it's a one player game. It probably would have been a little frustrating with two player for the yeah. most part. But I was kind of thinking if you want to make it even better, you can make it a two player game, but um, where you work together for these puzzles. Yeah. That, that would be kind of neat. That would have set it over the top. But as it is, it's still a very good game. I would recommend this one, so I'm going to give this a 7. I really liked it. It's very good. I had 7 in my head as I was playing it at my house, and then just playing it on your TV where it looks even better, cemented for me that 7. Yeah. I've been going back and forth between two different scores. I think everything it does right is the gameplay just feels good. The fact that you can switch between the characters, I think actually adds to it more than it takes away. Because I played games before that really kind of takes away. Um, the graphics are very good. The music is very good. I think, to me, this is like a master kind of just taking it easy and making something. Because Konami's a master. Yeah. I thought because of that, there's quality all throughout this game. But I don't feel like they put their best foot forward. I feel like they created a solid game when they're capable of excellence. Um... For example, I do think there could be a little more content. Again, I would rather have five quality levels than 15 trash ones. But I think maybe they could have gone even further and created something really special. But I like what they did. And I think it's well worth having. I think it's well worth playing. If you're a fan of Animaniacs, definitely. Yeah. Uh, If you just enjoy platformers and don't mind a little bit of light puzzle solving, definitely worth playing. Um, I'm going to go 6.75. I'm going to fall just short of the seven because of the few things that I thought it could have done a little better, but it's almost there and it's well worth playing. So I I don't know. Maybe I'm being a little harsh, but for me, this is above the average mark pretty obviously. Yeah. And it's just fun and it's just, it's just a good game. It's not one of those that I don't think anybody's ever going to say is their favorite game ever. Right, but I think you're gonna play it. And go like, yep, that's that's a good game. It's a really good game, I, I think, to have in your collection. Yeah, it kind of shows off what the Genesis the Genesis could do, honestly. Yeah. Also, what's this game going for? Do you know? Um. Well, we both ended up with a copy. Yeah. And I know I only paid like five dollars. I think I paid a little over five. It wasn't a lot, but mine came with the case too, though. Well, on eBay, um, it goes for about eight dollars loose. Okay. Fifteen dollars complete in box. But if you go to like your local stores yeah. that sell the old retro games. That's what we did. That's where I got mine. I think I got mine for under 10 bucks with the case. Yeah. And it's well worth that all day long, I think. Yeah. I, I think it's $10 totally. I would go $15. Yeah. I think it's worth it. Um. So this is Bliss Approved as far as I'm yeah. concerned. Yeah. Retro Bliss Approved. Yeah. Finally, we, yeah. we have one that we can, I feel very good saying is Retro Bliss oh, yeah. Approved. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get to a little bit of feedback, Trevor. Feedback? Feedback. Oh, yeah. So, do we want to start with a big thing that happened to us? I think we should lead off with this cool yeah. thing. Want me to explain how it happened exactly? Yeah, a little. Okay, so I'll set this up. 
All right. A few. What episode was it that we covered this? Do you remember? Maximum Carnage, uh, episode sixty-one. So it's a couple episodes back. Yeah. We reviewed Maximum Carnage, just a Spider-Man yeah. game for the Sega Genesis. And overall, we both liked it. It's still it's still a good game. It's just very hard. Yeah. Which is going to come back to this. The difficulty is difficult. And we love that each of the characters, even the little minions that you beat up, all had names. Yeah. And that led to this amazing interaction. So, from an episode I posted two weeks ago. Yeah, this is all on Instagram. On Instagram. I got a comment from a user, uh, Chunwa Kong. Yeah. I think that's how you say it. Chunwa Kong. Um, and they just said, enjoyed listening to that. To that, thanks. Oh, by the way, just a side note, that's actually their name. It's three names, because uh, I looked them up. Oh. Chun Wan Kong. Ch- okay, okay. Yeah. Um, At least that's how it was written in the things that I saw. Then I said, glad you enjoyed it. It's still a solid game. And then they responded, and I'm going to read this verbatim. Retro Blist, thank you for that comment. I had a small hand making it. Yes, which got us very interested. I told you, find out what he's talking about. So when he said... I just got off a third shift, my third in a row, and my brain wasn't really working. Yeah. I was like, what does he mean he had a small yeah. hand making it? Does he mean like a child made the comment? <laughs> and I was asking Johnny, and Johnny's like, no, I, I think he means he had a, he he helped make the game. Yeah. And so I had, to, I had to ask, you know, did you help make the game? And anyways, that started a very long conversation with this person who did help make Maximum Carnage. Yes. And enjoyed our episode about it. Yes, they're accredited. They do have a credit in the game. Yeah. They're responsible for the difficulty level, per my understanding. And also, he's the one that went through and gave all the minions a name, which is one yeah. of the things that I always loved. So that's awesome. Because we, yeah. we made jokes about beating up Phil and Bob yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. he did that. He named all the bad yeah. guys. And he was giving us really cool. Go follow us on Instagram. You can look up the Maximum Carnage post, and you can read all this for yourself. Mm. I recommend you do it if you're interested in this at all. It's to me was fascinating. He was giving us a little bit of a little bit of info about uh, the game, like where he got the names from, mm-hmm. uh, and all. Well, I'll and just all give a little. I thought this was cool because I asked him. I said because we bashed the difficulty. We said it was just too hard. Yeah. And I asked him, "Can you beat the game as someone who helped make it?" And he said he was actually kind of responsible for setting the difficulty level. And anytime you made a game with them, you had to be able to do it on one credit, on one continue. So he could do it on one continue. But he said now he's going back to play it without playing it for 10 plus years. And he had a bit of a hard time himself. Yeah. So that was just cool to hear that from the, I don't want to say the horse's mouth. That sounds bad. But <laughs> From the source. From the source's mouth. Yeah. There we yeah. go. Rise with the horse. You're close. Yeah. <laughs> so that's really awesome. We really yeah. appreciate uh, this person. I say this person. Is their first name Chunwa? Chun, Chun, I, I okay. believe. Here's here's the reason I, I think that. I, please correct us. If well, we're let wrong. me click on this. Maybe it'll tell me. All right, you're right. Chun Wakong. Yeah, see, uh, that's a cool name. It really is. I looked up their credits. They also did the uh, in on the PlayStation. Do you remember the getaway games? Yes. They uh, apparently this person had a hand in those too, according to what I read. Please correct us if we're wrong. So that was awesome. Uh, and I, I told you the crazy thing is, I didn't think we would ever run into anyone who had a part in making these games, because we're playing games that are 20, 30 years old. Yeah. So it was cool. I mean, it wasn't the most glowing review, but we did like the game. But either way, it's just cool that they took time to reach out to us and say they enjoyed it. Or reached out to us. They reached out to us. Honestly, it made my day. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> we loved it. And I just told you, I hope that nobody at Made Bubsy 3D reaches out to us, because I'm going to feel really bad. Well, I did kind of try to... I 
I went back and listened to that episode, and there was a time where I was trying to be very nice about it, and you told me not to be. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. If you help make that gang reach out to us, we can talk. Yeah. Um, you can give us therapy. You yeah. know, tell us what you're doing. With honestly, the I have now. a lot of questions about it. Just, I really want to yeah. know what, it, what went into Bubsy 3D. Honestly, I yeah. really do. It feels like a rushed game to me, but I don't know. Yeah. I could be just making that up. But let's go to the most important thing, which yeah. is your feedback. Yeah, hand me my phone. It's on my phone. So, please, sir. And Johnny's phone. That's him dropping my phone. Yeah. It's, right. it's in a case. Okay, here we go. I'm going to bring it up. You, can, you already have yours up. You can go yeah, so uh, on Instagram, follow Retro Blist. Please. Um, I posted a picture of Animaniacs and said it's going to be our next game. And old trusty Aussie. Is that offensive Aussie? I don't think so. Real Tim Barnett. He said. If it is, Trevor said it, not me. So Johnny said it. So Real Tim (laughs) Barnett said, I didn't really play this one, but it's a Mega Drive game, so it can't be that bad, right? Uh, Coming off the back of Bubsy 2, win for a treat, surely. And uh, Tobo Ruto said, good game. I like old... Tabu Roto, I think I said that wrong. I like I like this person. They always comment like a two word comment, mm-hmm. but I always like it. They're always positive, like good game, good fun, stuff like that. Uh, Jamahu said, "I love the show, and I'll be interested to hear how the game is." We don't pay for these reviews. Nope. <laughs> People just do it out of the kindness of their souls. And then on our Facebook page, let me go into my Instagram one real quick. You do that because I only had one. Oh, I had one review. I feel like every time I say that, you're about to hit me. <laughs> uh, I put up, the, the episode came up. Uh, I'm going to pronounce his name wrong. It's Offy Schwering. Said Bubsy for the Genesis and put a heart thing. So I think I think we liked it. Sounds like it. So I don't, I don't Wait, did you say Bubsy? Yeah. Is that what we're reading? We're talking about, <laughs> we're not oh, we're, talking about Bubsy. Oh, we're doing Animaniacs. <laughs> Sorry. You can't quit thinking about Bubsy. (laughs) I see when I close my eyes. I see when my eyes are open. You know the bad part is? I had to actually stop myself. I was actually going to the Bubsy comments too. I'm on the right one now. Alright, so Animaniacs. (laughs) Wow. You can tell we do this live. We cut nothing out. Here we go. Uh, Mikey M87 said, I still have that game on Game Gear. And you said that game was very similar. The Game Gear one was similar to the Game Genesis Boy. One. Did you say Game Gear? No, he says Game Gear. I wasn't aware of it ever being on Game Gear. Maybe they meant Game Boy. No. Or I missed one, one or the other. No. Yeah, the other? I-, I wanted to mention that. Let me thank you. Who said that? I already mentioned Well, whoever you were, thank you. Because I meant to mention. You meant to mention. Uh, you know what? Forget that, because it's going to be in the Bliss Quiz. I didn't, I didn't say anything. So, go to Facebook and like the page, Retro Blist, please. Um, anytime we post a new episode, you'll see something about it there. And if we ask for fan feedback before the episode, you'll have a chance to respond on there. That's right. Um, but Andrew Coed said that he was a little too old to have watched the show or be interested in the game. However, I'm anxious to hear if this is something my son may enjoy. I can't wait to hear the verdict from the definitive voices in all of Retro Gaming. You heard it here first. Your check is in the mail, Andrew. Um, and I think your son might enjoy this, and you might enjoy playing it with him. Because I think you said your chick is in the mail. Check. Your check is in the mail. Sound like you said chick, though. There's no like, chick in the mail. Chick would die. Yeah. The baby chicken wouldn't make it. Um, I think you would probably enjoy this. It's not too difficult, but it's one that's difficult enough you could probably help him through it. Yes. Uh, and Gail Wilson said Konami should be good, right? Guess I'll find out. And the answer is yes, it is. It is good. Um, and that's all the comments I believe I had, so 
That leaves one final order of business. Okay, what's that? The, the Blitz, Blitz Quiz! Quiz. <laughs> nope. What? We forgot a commercial. Let's do the commercial now. This is how we no. do things. Yeah, we're doing we a commercial. Out. We're gonna have a commercial right now. I'm putting my foot down on this desk right here. Play the stupid commercial. As soon as I do it, play the commercial. Yeah. Say your prayers, Farmit. Mmm, With the Animaniacs in Hollywood on your Sega Genesis and Super NES. Collect props and scripts before Pinky and the Brain take over the world. It's Konami's Animaniacs video game. I give it four stars. I give it five. Are you happy? Yeah, I am. Hey, you know what it's time for? What's that? The Blitz, the Blitz Quiz. quiz. Chris plays the music twice. <laughs> yep. I guess I should go first, right? <laughs> so you're going to find out. We never do things in a well-rounded way. No, no. Okay. Go ahead. I'll be honest. The Chinese food started to get to me a little bit. I felt <laughs> yes. my eyes. Just getting a little sleepy for no reason. So I told you the Game Boy version was very similar to the Genesis one. Yes. While the Super Nintendo game was totally different. The Super Nintendo one was actually more of a, of a beat-em-up, it looks like. The Game Boy version, it only had three levels, though. Why did it only have three levels? You have three choices. The Game Boy one? Yeah, okay. the Game Boy. All right. Uh, was it because the budget ran out? Was it because Nintendo had copyright laws that made some of the levels not possible? Or was it the space constraints of the Game Boy cartridge? I'm going to go with B, the Nintendo thing. Nope, it was just the space constraints. Oh, really? It was a boring Man. answer, so I had to make it more interesting. <laughs> yeah, the first two sounded way more interesting. Yeah. All right, Trevor, number one. <laughs> Jess Harnell, that's this person's name, yep. voiced Wacko, that's the one in the red hat, that even uh-huh. with, had the mallet in the game. Uh, who on the show did he model the voice after? I'm give you some choices. Did he model Wacko's voice after Jimi Hendrix, after Ringo Starr, after Sylvester Stallone, or after Sonic the Hedgehog? Ringo Starr. Yep. It sounds like him. As yep. soon as you said that, it's like, yep. that's yep. definitely got to be it. Um, so one point for you. I just remembered something I meant to make a uh, question. So we're going to, you're going to get a bonus question. Okay. All right. I love so a bonus. your second question, which of these is not a real Animaniacs game? Okay. Sorry. Which of these is a real Animaniacs game? <laughs> All right. I'm on board. So one of them's real. Okay. Animaniacs 10 Pin Alley. Animaniacs Fish and Frenzy. Animaniacs, Dots, Shopping Mall. So which one's real? Which one is real? Uh, the fishing one. Nope, Ten Pin Alley. Damn it. That's the two I was trying to choose the, from. The bowling game was yeah. apparently real. Okay. All right, number two. Do I need to read this slow so you can get this ready? <laughs> um, <laughs> number two. Yeah, go ahead. Who did they try to get original originally to voice... Brain from Picky and the Brain. So, That's not the sad. one that ended up voicing him, but who did they originally try to I get? get? choices? I'm going to give you some choices. Okay. A, Patrick Stewart. B, Leonard Nimoy. C, William Shatner. Oh, man. D, LeVar Burton. How about Leonard Nimoy? Nope, it was Patrick Stewart. Ah. 
But that was all Star Trek people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a nerd. <laughs> you are. So, this is just a Konami game. That's the only reason I shoehorned it in here. Okay. <laughs> so, in Rocket Knight Adventures, what is your character supposed to be? Is it a raccoon with missiles on his back? Is it an opossum with a jetpack? Or is it a kangaroo with rocket punches? I always felt it was a possum. Am I wrong? Yeah, that's right. Okay, sweet. I got one right. All right, okay. here we go. Number three. All right, in the history of the show Animaniacs, how many times did we see their parents? Yakko, Wacko, and Dot's parents. You're getting no... You just got to guess a number. And if you're within a five, I'll give it to you. Zero. Incorrect. It was a one. It was one time. I was going to be my next There guess. was a direct-to-video movie no. in 1999. The only time you ever saw their parents. Nice. Are they humans? Or do you no, know? they look just like them. Okay. Just adults. That would be weird so, if they were humans. <laughs> yeah. I meant to add in this question because I remembered it randomly when we were on our way to get Chinese food. So I'm just going to shoehorn it in as your bonus question. Okay. Um, Let's see. You got one right? No. Yeah, you got the one about the possum. Right? Oh, yeah, I did. Okay. Just Here's wrong. a chance to get two right. I'm so used to getting them all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so Rob Paulson is mm-hmm. a voice actor. Yes, I know who he is. And you might know the answer to this, but I hope you don't. Okay. He voiced Yakko in Animaniacs. He did. He also voiced Donatello in the Correct. Modern Ninja Turtles. He did. Um, and also a bunch of other stuff. Um, some stuff on Jimmy Neutron and uh, Samurai Jack. He had a character, apparently. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. He, he is he is an all-star in the voice acting world. He is an all-star. Yeah. What character did he voice from a game that we've covered on this show. I'm not going to give any choices. Oh, oh, ooh, I like a this. A game we've covered on the show besides the Animaniacs. Oh, I like this. Okay. So he voiced a character. Oh, man. Yeah. That's that's a key. Was it, He voiced it on the video game itself? Your actual voice in the video game. Okay, that's, that's a clue right there. Yeah. Because a lot of the games we cover don't have a lot of voice acting right. in them. Including this one, Animaniacs. Yeah. Um, but in this game, he was prominently featured. Oh, man. This is a good question. Goodness. I'm going to go with, it's not Bubsy, right? Please tell me it's not Bubsy. You just got to guess. I'm going to guess Bubsy, and you I wanna, feel sick in my stomach. Do you want to be more specific? Oh, no. <laughs> it's Bubsy 3D, isn't it? It's Bubsy 3D. Bubsy 2. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, man. He voiced Bubsy and Bubsy 2. Okay. That's not as I'm bad. sorry to break your heart. It kind of hurts a little bit. Yes. But I will say, at least they got great A talent for the voice. Yeah. Even if it's an annoying character. <laughs> yep. So sorry to end on a sour note. Oh, man. I like him, too. He's done a lot of stuff that I love. It wasn't his fault they wrote the character that way. You know what? You're right. Yeah. Yeah. We're not blaming him. Nope. <laughs> we're big, I'm a big fan of him, so I'm glad. Yep. I, okay. <laughs> that's a great question. I'm glad it was a bonus. Yeah. All right. Well, that's been Animaniacs for the Sega Genesis. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for putting up with us. Thanks for listening to this noise here. And still going to iTunes and giving us five stars. Uh, the kindness of your souls and yeah. hearts. We just we just think that all our fans are great people. All of them. But really, the best ones are the ones from Australia. Or the ones who just go and review us on iTunes. You know what? And give us five stars. We don't really care where you're from. Yeah, we don't. We're very accepting of everyone yeah. as long as you give us five stars. If you don't, you're just kind of worthless. I yeah. mean, What's up with you? Uh, what do we got to do to get you to give us five stars? Still no new reviews, by the way. No. That's disappointing, people. That's disappointing. right. We're just going to say that all the other reviews that we have are in other countries and we can't read them. Yeah, we have a billion reviews we just can't see. Yeah, a billion. We are billionaires when it comes to how many fans we have. Nobody cares about us. Nah, I'm going to shut up now.